Welcome back. This is part two of our Is Baptism Essential series. It's just a small two-part series unless, again, I decide towards the end to tack on some parts. As you might hear the light hiccups in the background, again, it's the baby. <laughs> but I'm doing my best to record episodes while babysitting, so please bear with me. <laughs> but here's part two of the Is Baptism Essential series, and Lord willing, we will wrap up this series and move on to other things and other teaching in the gospel. So the last time we talked about the verses that commanded baptism, such as... Uh, the book of Acts, for example, we also looked at the example of the early church responding to the commands of baptism. So we have scripture telling us to be baptized, and we also see in, in several examples in the book of Acts, to be honest, where people responded and were baptized. So today we're going to really look at, I guess, maybe the benefits of salvation or where salvation can be found. We know salvation is found in Christ. But what all does it mean to be in Christ? That's what we'll call this part two. We'll call it in Christ. There are several verses in the Bible which use terms such as in Christ, in him, in his son, and, and so on. But the question we're going to look at today, uh, two questions actually. Question number one is how to get into Christ. Again, we hear that term in Christ often in scripture. So the question is how do we get in Christ? And the second question we're going to look at is, what does it mean for me now that I'm in Christ? So how do we get in Christ? And then now what? So question number one, how do I get in Christ? If you look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, we read a verse that says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And we read in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, the Great Commission, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. You see, when you're baptized in the name of Christ, you're then clothed in Christ, thus putting on Christ. Let me say that again. In Galatians 3, it says, For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. So when you're baptized, you're baptized into Christ, putting on Christ, thus you're in Christ, clothed in Christ. So you want to know how to be in Christ? Again, be baptized. In order to be in Christ and clothed in his righteousness, we are to be baptized into Christ, as scripture makes it clear. So that is the answer to question number two, how to get into Christ. Uh, we could go on with more verses, but again, I don't want to ramble in this lesson. I want to just be direct and get to the point. By this point, I would hope and pray that you guys understand that baptism is highly important. So moving on to question number two, what does it mean for me now that I'm in Christ? I've responded to the gospel in faith and I've been baptized. Now that I'm in Christ and clothed in Christ, what does it mean for me? Let's take a look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. It's a very, very important verse that I think it's often overlooked. It reads, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You see, John wrote this letter to the church as a whole. Obviously, it's in Scripture. And he says, you know, you can be assured of your salvation. If you believe in the name of the Son of God, you may know that you have eternal life. So when you're in Christ, that obviously means you believe in Christ. You believe in the Son of God. Thus, you've responded to the gospel by being baptized. So you may know that you have eternal life. 
If you are added to the saved, as we discussed in part one, utilizing the verses Acts chapter 2 verse 38, Acts chapter 2 verse 41, and Acts chapter 2 verse 47, you could just really go ahead and read that whole area of scripture anyway. Uh, we're added to the church through baptism, as those verses make clear. And we're clothed in Christ by being baptized into Christ, as mentioned in Galatians 3 chapter, uh, excuse me, chapter 3 verse 27. Then you may know that you have eternal life. John writes these things to assure us that our labors are not in vain. Salvation was never meant to be a stressful guessing game, always wondering if you're saved or damned, if you're truly in Christ. We are meant to know and be confident in our salvation based on the scriptures and know that we are in Christ through baptism. We have been added to the body of Christ to those who are being saved. That's how we know we are saved, based on the scriptures and our obedience to those verses. Uh, let's take a look now at Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It reads, There is therefore no con now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, if you've been baptized into Christ, you're in Christ Jesus. Guess what? There's no condemnation for you. Why? Because you're in Christ Jesus. Your eternal life does not belong in hell. Christ paid your debt, so the condemnation has been dealt with if you're in Christ. Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, was who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. We see all the spiritual blessings uh, that we're discussing right now, salvation and grace and so on, are found in Christ. When you're baptized into Christ, you can be sure of these spiritual blessings that we're discussing. Let's take a look now at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, just a couple verses down. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Notice the first two words in that passage. In him we have redemption. So there's no condemnation for those in Christ. Why? Because we've been redeemed. Let's take a look now at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Where is salvation and eternal glory? In Christ Jesus. If you're baptized into Christ, where are you? In Christ Jesus. Let's take a look now at uh, Mark 16, 16. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. All scripture comes from God's mouth. This verse above, that is Mark 16, verse 16, came from the mouth of Christ directly to the apostles. If you have a Bible with red ink, this would be a verse that would be in red ink because it was from the physical mouth of Christ to the apostles. Though again, all scripture is God's word, even though it's not in all of it in red ink. So let's do a little math here, actually. So Mark 16, 16 says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. If you break that down into a math equation, it would say one plus one equals two. But if you take one plus nothing, you can't really expect to get two. I mean, I'm not a mathematician. I think I got a D in algebra when I was in high school. But one plus nothing equals one. So you have to have one plus one to equal two. So in regards to the verse above, belief plus baptism equals saved. One plus one equals two. Belief plus nothing equals, well, scripture doesn't really say. What about nothing plus baptism? Well, it equals condemned. Mark 16, 16 says, believe and be baptized, you'll be saved. But if you don't believe, you'll be condemned. So if you get dunked in water and quote baptism, but you don't truly believe in the gospel, it does nothing for you. There needs to be belief and baptism in order to be saved. One plus one equals two. Belief plus baptism equals saved, as mentioned in the verse above. 
Now let's take a look at uh, John, First John chapter two verse four. But before we read that, let's remember that I just said that belief and baptism go hand in hand in order to be saved. Once clothed in Christ, you can know you are saved. But First John chapter two verse four reads, "Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him." Baptism was commanded. Will you obey and know Christ? Plus, we are also to continue living faithfully. Once baptized, we can't walk away from the faith and expect to make it to the promised land, such as uh, the Israelites when they crossed through the waters of the Red Sea. Yes, they were on the saved side, but not everybody made it to the promised land because they wandered off in sin and so on and disobedience. We were brought through the waters of the Red Sea, baptism, brought over to the saved side. Now we are to stay faithful to God as we march to the promised land. The below verse is a great example of the early church's response to remaining faithful. Now, the direct context is in regards to uh, persecution, but I really think it paints an important picture to us about the importance of living faithfully to God. The verse is from Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. It reads, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. You see, it's very important that we remain faithful to God, even through persecution. And even when times are good, we are to remain faithful unto death. Because, well, we've been brought over to the saved side. If God got us through the waters of the Red Sea, he's going to see us through to the promised land. So respond to the gospel today. Believe and be baptized and you'll be saved. And when you're baptized, you can be assured of uh, your eternal life, no condemnation, all spiritual blessings, salvation, and so on, the benefits as we have discussed. So that really concludes this short series of Is Baptism Essential? There are many, many, many other verses in regards to talking about the importance of baptism. I don't know the verse off the top of my head, but even Peter in one of his letters writes that just like in the days of Noah, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. And again, there's a ton of other verses, and in the future, I'll, you know, Lord willing, I'll be able to come back and discuss some of those verses. But I really think I've made it clear in Scripture, and I think Scripture makes it clear to us in just a handful of verses the importance of baptism. So if you haven't been baptized yet, I invite you to do so. You know, what if it is really important? I invite you to please don't harden your heart. Don't play around with this stuff. Just be baptized. I'm not trying to say these things as a prideful, <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. I genuinely care about you, and I don't want you to, I guess, miss out on an important piece of the gospel. Please, I beg of you to go get baptized. If you have not yet, it is very important. Very, 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 very important. And so... I really hope and pray that these uh, lessons of baptism have been, uh, I guess, of any value to you, really, and that some of you have responded. If you have responded to the gospel and have been baptized, I really, really want to hear from you because it would mean the world to me knowing that this gospel uh, through this podcast has reached people. You can email me at churchofchrist.bible.podcast at gmail.com. Again, my email is churchofchrist.bible.podcast at gmail.com. Please let me know your story, and or you could leave a review in the Apple Podcast just letting me know if this truly affected you and you have responded to the gospel. I pray that you will share this series with others. 
Now, moving on to future episodes, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to talk about yet. Again, most of the time I record these episodes, I'm currently watching my son, who's a little baby, and so it's really hard to do in-depth expository preaching chapter by chapter, verse by verse, which I really, really want to do next. But again, my episodes are kind of, well, my recording's a little inconsistent when I actually get a few minutes to myself to record. And so right now I'm going to make the best of what I can do with topic preaching, touch up on some important issues, but please continue to stick around. I can't wait to see where this podcast goes and grows. We're being listened to in multiple different countries right now. We don't, again, we're not super huge yet, and that's where you guys come in. If you want to do your part in the Great Commission and spread the gospel, you can share these episodes with people on your social media that they may also have a chance to hear and, again, grow the podcast. I invite you to please leave a review on the Apple Podcast site. That will help the podcast get exposure. And if you've made it this far in the episode and haven't turned it off yet through my promotional speech and my rambling, I just want you guys to know that, um, well, I really appreciate all of you listening. And a lot of times it's tough. You know, we look at the culture and think that the church is running cold or persecution's cracking down or the church isn't growing, but the church is very alive. Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says the Lord added to their number or excuse me Acts chapter 2 verse 47 says the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So if the Lord adds day by day that is written in scripture. So that means it is a legitimate fact. And so I have faith that even today in 2020 the Lord is still adding to the number of the being of those that are being saved day by day. So please I encourage you to I guess do your part as well and spread the gospel and be a part of this exciting news. Don't be discouraged. I am in no way, shape, or form a professional at this, and that doesn't matter because the Holy Spirit strengthens me to do this. And so thank you again for listening and, well, trying to think of something witty to leave on. God bless you all, really. Thank you, guys.